0: episode of the kardashians where Courtney gets one side like she went to the dentist and it looks like this, yeah, this. that's
1: hilarious.
0: <laughs> i just admitted that i watched the kardashians that's really bad of me
1: oh yeah i love it it's my guilty pleasure i'm obsessed with them many guilty Every pleasures time. in life welcome back everybody to the couple of catches podcast here on spotify Anchor.fm and Apple Podcasts. <laughs> wow, I think that was probably the most anticlimactic
0: welcome we've ever had. How's everybody up to Welcome, everyone. <laughs> yeah,
1: all good. Hello, everyone. Hi. It's been a day already. <laughs> it has been a day. And good morning, good afternoon, good evening to whoever's name is Robbie Ray and nobody else because Robbie Ray yesterday throwing for the Jays. Oh my gosh, the pants. His very famous pants were extra tight, extra fitted. His beard was lined up. He was just, it was all good for Robbie Ray. I actually have no idea how he ended up throwing. I forgot.
0: I don't know. I just blacked out. You mean everything was good for Avery J, not
1: necessarily yeah. Robbie Ray? He was looking
0: juicy. <laughs> Alrighty, well, I hope (laughs) hope everybody had a good weekend slash week because, you know, Thursday, today, we're looking ahead for the weekend, like always, us corporate folk. Corporate folk. Go to bed. (laughs) So I will go ahead and get y'all caught up on what we talked about last week. Last week was a firecracker of an episode. So we talked about the messy Mets. And how disgusting of a team they are right now—not necessarily just the players, but upper management as well. So go ahead and listen to that one Reach. if you would like. Um, and then Avery also talked about just rule inconsistencies between college football and NFL. And I think mm-hmm. she convinced me on a couple things. I still have, you know, some first firm stances on some of those rules and what I believe in. But yeah, go ahead and listen to that and and try to add into that debate there. That was a good one last week.
1: Yeah, baby. <laughs> <laughs> some highlights from this week well obviously it was a big deal for Green Bay last night it was kind of like a comeback vibes but I have Aaron Jones on my fantasy squad and he scored four, four touchdowns four and sass I need you to see how much I freaking lost by in fantasy oh
0: oh, oh. I know oh I know trust me oh. you were not the only one I think there were multiple multiple people who reached out to me this week and was literally like yes they lost by less than a point or a point at most. Yeah. I'm, I I lost God. by
1: half a point because yeah. he and couldn't get 10 more yards. Yeah. Well, no touchdowns was not enough.
0: That's that's something I want to bring up later because, you know, I sat Aaron Jones this week like a freaking idiot. So don't even I don't oh, want to talk. Sorry. I don't want to talk. So
1: oh, <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> well, Fre- Fresno State they upset number 13 UCLA, which is tied for the highest ranked team that they have beaten at Fresno State. Obviously beating UCLA since 1936, the highest ranked Team since 1936 no it's That's That's absolutely insane i mean chiefs got bent by the ravens kind of kind of is what it is i'm not i'm not fully convinced i mean it the first two weeks i'm like yeah they did good sure but also i have clyde and he has done nothing in two weeks so maybe i'm salty about that and it could be yeah definitely <laughs> our boy tua he got carted off the field this weekend we don't really know too much i mean i didn't hear that much about it advancing but maybe by the time the podcast comes out we'll have a little bit more information on thursday yeah a couple um, hundred. we thought we saw the tea happen between machado and tatis so that was low-key kind of kind of hot kind of loved it <laughs> kind of was into it kind of loved tatis's <laughs> reaction kind of loved machado kind of going at him a little bit sometimes the younger guys got to get a little bit put in their place and just remember where they're at i mean the interviews later on had said you know it was just a explosive moment and when it yeah. was done it was done so, yeah that's good to hear of course we have a crazy wild card race which i'm gonna kind of dive into a little bit this week but it's um mm-hmm. it's a close one sass as i i was thinking about it and talking with a lot of coworkers about the wild card race and you know what's kind of going on in baseball right now and how how the world looks and i'm gonna kind of dive into today the two weakest divisions that I think are the weakest divisions after the season, and even currently, because I don't see it changing. And how we actually, I guess, remedy the situation, or how I would remedy the situation. Okay. Now, first ugh, is the uh, the good old AL Central. That's your that's your division right there. The uh, point, point, the White point. Sox. White Sox are leading the division, 85 and 66 as of today. There's really no one close. Oh, no. Um, Cleveland, Cleveland's 11 back. Detroit's 11 and a half. KC 16. And then you got Minnesota, 19 and a half. Um, the Sox are four and six in the last 10. And yeah. they have not been, it has not been a pretty four and six. It's been quite ugly. Um, they just lost two in a row to freaking Detroit. I was watching the game today at work and I wanted to throw up.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm not been impressed. The bullpen's kind of taken a step back. I feel like,
1: You're um, right.
0: yeah, I haven't been super impressed with them. So that kind of sucks. But at this point, they they've kind of been on a little bit of a roller coaster they started off this season so yeah. hot and then they were down with a couple of those injuries and then the trade deadline happened mm-hmm. and they kind of picked up steam again and now i think there is again just this little bit of a rut so we just need to keep pushing through mm-hmm. clinch that spot and you know make the postseason for the you know second year yeah. in a row
1: i agree i think the bullpens kind of looked a little iffy um today it was pretty sloppy it was in tuesday uh but- there was no energy in the no. stealing at home situations. And uh, I, I just, it was, I was bland. I just felt kind of bored, especially you need to kind of have a good, strong postseason push. And it just didn't feel like it was there. And then uh, this past week, they lost two to the angels and I got to go to two of those games. And that was obviously exciting, but uh, okay. there's really not a need, or I don't understand why anybody would want to, Throw at Shohei Otani two times and miss and then peg him. Um, you're gonna get thrown out, bud. <laughs> it's just gonna happen. Like it's I don't know. It yeah, yeah we gotta protect baby know, like toxin. Sure.
0: What was that? I said you gotta protect him for sure.
1: Yeah, it's it's Otani. He's like the sweetest human. Like pick yeah. somebody else. Like pick on somebody else. He literally can't even argue with you because I don't even know if he speaks any. <laughs> Language barrier. <laughs> yeah, like y'all yeah, so, need to calm
0: down. So really, but what I'm the, hearing from you at this point, Avery, is that it's a pretty pitiful division there, and the fact that the White Sox are dominating that division, this is where they're at like that's just it's overall sad for you. You're not impressed. there's no energy. yeah it's, nah.
1: the White Sox were so strong for so long and right and this isn't even the point the whole point of this part, I guess is not even to talk smack on the White Sox. It's more like look at the strength of within your division. I mean, Cleveland, for example, they had seven hits in a, in a three game series, but almost wiped out or almost wiped out by the Yankees. Seven hits in a three game series. That's yeah. part of your decision. Detroit's bats and arms are weak and you still end up being the White Sox. That shouldn't yeah. happen. Casey couldn't even win for a literal month. It felt like it was like 13 or 16 that they lost in a row. Like, bruh. Yeah. And actually Minnesota, I feel like was, just there but couldn't close and i was so surprised to look back and see it was like 19 and a half games like i would have definitely put minnesota like up by cleveland i would have never had them as deep you know as they were but the whole division's kind of like breaking down it's just kind of playing soft so yeah i'm not convinced by my first division the one of the first weakest divisions because i have two to tie okay. the al central not convinced SAS. yeah then i gotta switch to that other one The NL, NL East, the Braves. (laughs) What? Braves are at the top. Okay, SASS. I let me let me just say that one more time here. The Braves are at the top of that division. Um, they haven't broken eighty wins yet. Haven't broken eighty wins. They're four and six in the last. You know what's crazy though
0: is that Sports Center is calling them the beasts of the East. Like right now, like I'll throw
1: up right now. I'll vomit violently. well that's, that's if you're totally talking called <laughs> well sure you're the beast of the NLEs but that is like not even I mean you're not really saying anything at that point it's just it's not cute it's not cute I mean you yeah. lost Acuna for the year you don't have you don't have that power yeah um fortunately I think their bright spot spot is and the reason that they are the way where, where they are they have an incredible infield you know you have Freddie you have Dansby you have Albies like yeah. that's your strong point in that I mean to be honest with you, they'd eaten alive in the postseason. The, oh,
0: like, I can, yeah, I already, I would put money on that in a heartbeat.
1: Yeah. And then behind you, it, it's a joke. You got the Phillies, the Mets, the Marlins and the Nationals. And obviously the Marlins, the Nationals have already been officially, they're officially not going to make the postseason. Yeah, And then not, no. the, Mets, the Mets are playing the Red Sox tonight, this week for a quick series. And in theory, that should be a sweep for the Red Sox and that the Phillies. Ass. Yeah, but it's like it's ridiculous. It's like the Mets are sit what six? What did you say? Six games back or something like that, and they barely have seventy wins. Yeah, and you're only six games.
0: Bruh, that is
1: just nasty.
0: And like honestly, I can't tell if these guys are just tired of playing like a full season because obviously that six game season last um, year was mm-hmm. what the kind of standard was and right. then postseason happened so like I don't know if maybe they're just getting tired or they get burned out because I don't see a ton of injuries actually happening right now in baseball mm-hmm. now that I think about it like I don't I don't hear yeah. of a lot of groundbreaking I mean. <laughs> injuries so like maybe they're just getting burnt out maybe they're just getting tired I don't know
1: it could be but now's not the time to get burnt out and agree I mean no, agreed. We, look, we, we look at these divisions like I said And those are obviously the two weakest, but then you go to the other end of the spectrum where you have really strong divisions. And it's, to me, it's honestly absurd that everyone except for the Orioles and the American league East won't make the playoffs. Like Mm -hmm. it's there, it's top three in the wildcard race are all from the AL East. I mean, you have obviously Tampa Bay has just run away with the division. What expected Mm -hmm. then obviously Boston, Extremely strong. Toronto has just exploded in the last six weeks. he has been and sick you have... I'm a stupid. <laughs> it's insane. But then you have the Yankees that are kind of fading, slowly fading away. Um, yeah, when you don't sweep the Orioles, yeah, you're fading away. Are you stupid? Fast. When you get beaten by the Orioles, the Yankees, okay, my buddy Steve Peral, he told me this the other day. I didn't even realize it was this many times. The Yankees have lost to the Orioles eight times this year.
0: That's ridiculous. Yeah. Go, to bed. That's That's embarrassing. go to
1: bed. You're grounded. You're grounded. Go to bed. It's, it's, <laughs> it's insane. So, I mean, like I said, the top three in the wild card race are all from the AL East, and it's sad yeah. that not every single one of them is going to make the postseason, and somebody like the freaking Braves that doesn't even have the amount of wins that the fourth-place team does in that division, it's just – the NL wild card card, it's, it's a joke. I mean, top four teams minus LA and St. Louis haven't won 80 games. Yeah. You look at the American League and look how many people have won over 80 games and the Rays have almost won a freaking hundred. So for me to remedy, like I said at the beginning, to remedy this situation, like what I would think I would like to see, it would be, oh, it'd be so controversial and probably never happen. but next year, as you know, we everybody's got a designated hitter we're not the stupid pitchers hitting thing is finally getting out of here tired of that bowl so universal DH. so essentially the american league and the national league don't mean anything anymore it's just we're just separating teams into groups at this point because Right. right it doesn't matter so i would love it if we could restructure divisions year al and nl east would have teams that would flip and you'd have your al east would be half of people that were there the previous year half from the nl east whatever it may be and i think it would be actually really cool to change these divisions every year and then you wouldn't have this one rocket powerhouse that would just destroy everybody every year um i mean the freaking way it's going it's looking like san francisco is going to be running it for a minute And Tampa Bay has obviously been very strong. So I would love to see a mix in divisions and these it's, you don't have to have convenience by location anymore. Everybody flies private. You know what I mean? Yeah. It it would be exciting to change it up. And then I think it would put a lot of pressure on these major organizations and minor league teams. Um, the, The way, the way it's structured I think would change all of baseball. It would be exciting. I don't think it would ever happen. But I think it would be really cool to see a switch in divisions instead of the same five, four, five, six freaking teams every year playing each other 38 times. Like, let's see some more, like, White Sox-Rockies crossover. Let's see the D-backs come out east and play a series in midweek. Like, I I would love it.
0: Yeah, I don't know necessarily if that would even be – I know you said it's not probably going to be a possibility, but I really don't see how that has any chance of happening, especially after this whole like COVID fiasco for the last two years, right? Like traveling cross country is just so much more risky now and it's, it would be a whole lot more expensive and the restructuring of, if anything were to have happened, where the divisions would have been restructured it would have happened before they decided the 60 game season last season I think they would have completely. and I know we talked about that it was like one of our it was like our very first episode I believe where we were Mm -hmm. like restructure everything do it you know by region
1: make it make sense but um well even I mean it's not to me it's not even the COVID question anymore it's the fact that agreed every division or every league, the American league and the national league are going to exactly be the same. And the purpose of separating them in the first place was because of this pitching hitting situation.
0: Yeah. But, but, but I don't even know if that's necessary to switch it up at that point because they're equal now. Right. So like, what, what's the point, if anything in
1: theory, but you're still seeing the same, your division is still going to see the same X teams a million times. I just, it would be hard to do. and I want to do it all at once, but it's (laughs) it's not going to happen.
0: Yeah, if anything, <laughs> it would totally have to happen like all at once, make all the big changes, and figure it out. But yes.
1: So I, I could, I could be wrong. I don't know. I could be right. I could be wrong.
0: <laughs> oh, Avery! Oh, how I love to hear somebody else admits when they're wrong. Because at this point, well, I threw um, up in my mouth. This is this is tough for me to admit, guys. But I'm gonna say it, and I'm gonna say it once, and that's it. I was wrong. Okay. Yeah. Woo! My my big ass bold prediction of Aaron Rodgers coming out piping hot this season with a vengeance—it it it was wrong. Okay, I was wrong, and I get it. Don't come for me because I get it. It's only week two. Okay. Right. I I understand. It's still very early in the season. However, as we all know, NFL—we don't play sixty games. (laughs) We play less than twenty. And even though we have one more game this season, which is great still not enough to where each individual game means so much so after week two I I just have to say Aaron Rodgers is he's done he's he's done he does not really want to play anymore and this is again solely my opinion this is solely my analysis based off of what I'm seeing him perform and off you know the field interviews quotes everything that he's been doing um putting it all together so far and to me it just really feels like he's done because if you take the first two weeks here week 1
1: mm-hmm.
0: blow out okay
1: yeah that was a bit more
0: only had a 53% completion rate um yeah. rate and no touchdowns and three mm-hmm. sacks okay that was week 1 week 2 The Lions came out hot in the beginning, okay? It was a very good start to the game. I will have to admit Monday Night Football was really exciting to watch. But week two, they ended up winning over the Lions. And he had an 81% completion rating and four touchdowns with only one sack, okay? He also doubled the amount of yardage. So at this point, like, and even attempted rushing. So at this point, it really comes down to – he can be good still if he wants to. If he puts right. the gear into drive <laughs> instead of neutral, like <laughs> let's let's go, let's play. And it really just feels like he didn't put in a lot of effort in the beginning. Obviously he didn't show it preseason. Obviously there was a lot of drama in the off season and starting out week one, like you, he should have had a week two game week one. That's how it should have been. Yeah. They almost... Yeah almost started out the season 0 and two if they didn't win on monday this last week and that would have been the first time they would have had an 0-2 start to their season since 2006 like in all Oops. 17 seasons that he's played with green bay like i get it you're mr green and gold but mm-hmm. like act like it then and i get it he's probably really upset i mean with any decisions in the off season like all of those trade rumors all of the front office decisions like You absolutely need to consult with Aaron Rodgers what you want to do, like in the future, whether you want to grab, you know, somebody important, make some trades, whatever, but you need to consult with him. Like he is the franchise almost two decades. He gave to this franchise and, you know, I I just think his feelings are hurt and he's being a little bit up, you know, hurt, like his feelings are just hurt about it. And he's showing that to the world, unfortunately, instead of like being stone-faced and just like doing his job. But it's understandable. So at this point, week two game should have happened week one. It should have started out that way. And it hasn't. And I'm glad to kind of see that there was that spark of enjoyment for him. I mean, he was smiling before the game started Monday Night Football. Like, those – Fighter jets flew over as soon as the yeah, game was same. about to start. Like it was, it was such a sick moment, and I saw him smile, and I was like, "Whoa, Aaron Rodgers can smile." I forgot about that for a second. I just yeah. see this like stone cold face guy with super long hair. So it's it's tough, you know. Like four touchdowns with Aaron Jones. Like that's
1: yeah. That's I mean, that was a highlight. I do have to say, to ask that I think you're wrong about saying that you're wrong. Um, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Um, I, I think, yeah, you, you said if, if the second game would have been week one, it would have been, I think your tone would be completely different if he had a fire first game and then a tough second game. I think you're a little skeptical and as you should be, you didn't see him in the preseason, like you said, um, this is kind of it's it's kind of a warm up for him. I think these first couple of weeks are just kind of getting back into the flow of who his teammates are and where he's at. And I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, you, your prediction, original prediction, might be right if you just bump it three or four weeks. I think after about week four, when he settles in, you know, his, his comfort zone, I think we'll see, we'll see bigger weeks. And he, he had a fantastic week too. You can't complain about it, but I think it's the timing. I think if you would have flipped these games, it would have been like, oh, he just had a rough game. The second game would have been rough. I, I, so I, I have to say you're wrong about being wrong. I think you were originally right. You just a slight delay, a slight delay. No, I,
0: I mean, I, I think he still has the potential to have a really good season. I get that. And that was of kind of what I was predicting in the beginning he would come out (laughs) exploding and you know make a statement and just kind of try and prove front office wrong but at this point you know whether he does good or bad I think internally what I'm trying to say is that I think he -hmm. he's mentally he's physically done and he Mm -hmm. can still do it he can still win games and he probably will but I think you can you can just tell that like he's he's just done he's over it you know and you can sit there and compare this to seeing kind of the downfall of previous quarterbacks not even necessarily Mm -hmm. just for green bay but you know Mm -hmm. brady you haven't been able to see that because brady's brought the heat every single year for a hundred years years at this point (laughs) (laughs) did you see there was that interview to sidebar between him and gronk i think it was that commercial where he was like gronk do you think you're going to keep playing until 50 and he was like yeah yeah I don't understand why I wouldn't be able to play yeah
1: it's like little side talk that he does
0: yeah for sure but I mean even Breeze Drew Breeze he he played up until his career too like that he was an oldie too but you could tell there was that downfall there and the injuries start coming and they start to take a toll Mm -hmm. speaking of that Roethlisberger I mean, gets hurt and everybody starts thinking like, Oh, he's done. He's done for the season. He's, he's close to retirement. Anyways. He thought he wasn't going to come back this year, but decided to. So it's, it's unfortunate that once you get into that age bracket, like there, there's still so many quarterbacks in that age bracket and they're doing great. But like, once you hit that age bracket, people just automatically assume like, eh, yeah, you're just not really in it anymore. Let the younger guys play and let them, you know, hit around. So
1: I I hate that. I think as time goes on or, because they know how to protect their backs a little bit better now than what they used to. They're going to last longer, but I'm freaking Ben Roethlisberger is one slightly uncomfortable hit away from shattering his spine. That guy's going to fall apart. (laughs) Like
0: a folding table. Yeah. And okay. So a little bit of trivia really quick. Um, guess how old the oldest active quarterback was in the NFL. Take a guess.
1: Isn't it? Brady right
0: now no I mean not active at this moment but like however old he was this person
1: I have no idea I literally don't know
0: so this guy you've never heard of him before George Blanda actually started his career with the Bears back in 1949 if you can believe it oh yeah he played until he was 48 years three months old 18 days what literally a quarterback yeah. A quarterback. he yes he played was he a backup basketball. quarterback no dude he was a quarterback he played for the bears the baltimore colts at that point houston yes. oilers and oakland raiders and he played all the way up wow. until 1975
1: so from 1949 to 1975 isn't that nuts why do i feel like we don't ever hear that name <laughs> like I when they're talking about oldest you know? quarterback
0: because it was a long time ago. I mean, you, you, there's Doug Flutie yeah. on this list, you know, Drew Brees, yeah. Roethlisberger, all these things like Tom Brady's actually number six on this list of one to 10. So, I mean, that's so weird. There's so many other guys who
1: are so much older and, you know, we'll, we'll we revisit this in six years when Brady's still freaking playing. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> so oh my gosh.
0: Fun little trivia at the end of that little segment for you. So that was,
1: that was good. Well, hey, speaking of trivia, I have a last trivia that's going to traumatize the people out there Ooh, before we get going. Give it oh to Oh, my God. So we currently live in a world where Pauly D, aka DJ Pauly D, Ooh. is older than Lil Wayne. Shut up. Wait, hold on. Yeah. Hold on. Pauly D is 41 years old. First of all, that, tr- that blows my mind. And Lil Wayne is 38.
0: So what? There's, what? A lot to, there's a lot to unpack there because that means <laughs> D was actually pretty old on Jersey Shore then.
1: He was um, 30 when it which started. Which is old <laughs> so what
0: I thought was happening. I mean, poor Vinny. I think he was like 19, 20, maybe just he 21. was, like right, he was 22. Four.
1: Like they were all like 21 to 24. They were babies. And then Pauly so. looks like he's 16 and Pauly's 30. You know what's... Okay. And then the other part of that to unpack is that I think
0: it's so surprising to me because little Wayne, I think came out the womb looking like he was 50 years old. Like he's, Oh, I, that I really fully old agree. Old looking face. So that's why. Yeah.
1: Like when we were him. in middle school, he was looked forty, and I'm like, he's 30. He's like, we're like 10 years apart. Basically. That's crazy to me. Yeah,
0: I'm, I'm shocked. I'm shocked. I, wow. I, I, I am traumatized. I am. You are correct. <laughs> Crazy. Well, hey guys, if you've got any super fun trivia facts like that, that are just going to blow yeah. Avery J and my minds away, please don't gatekeep it. Share it with us, share it with the world. Leave us yeah. a voice message on our anchor.fm site. It's free. You don't need an account. We have an account, so go do it. Also, while you're at it, go ahead and follow us on social media. On Twitter, we are at Couple of Catches. On Instagram, at Avery J Nichols and at Caitlin underscore
1: Sass nice work kid sweet you love it I just I just need to sit here and pray that um it doesn't start snowing because when I walked out of work I was cold oh I love it falls coming. I'm so upset about that
0: okay well let's switch places because it was 80 freaking degrees today so
1: I missed oh, the Midwest Falls. Give me that I just laid out by the pool like two days ago <laughs> <laughs> one day it snows
0: one day I melt there you go yeah
1: I know nothing speaking of of
0: melting um i'm about to go jump on my new peloton and sweat up a
1: storm she thinks she's rich now everybody she thinks she is loaded
0: absolutely not i'm rich with so much sweat so that's okay
1: okay (laughs) stop trying to make this a full circle moment (laughs) oh that's what i do you love it okay everybody (laughs) we're leaving you we're going
0: we have stuff to take care of (laughs) See you next week for episode five. Hey, bye.